Welcome to the official podcast for Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization. I'm Beth, aka Triumvir Clio. Hello again. Welcome back. I hope that you're well. Um, it's still January for me, so um, I'm still doing okay. Obviously, no clue what possible hell will have broken loose here in the U.S. by the time this drops. Um, hopefully nothing too serious. Hopefully uh, the <laughs> threats that we are reading about online, um, that people who have the possibility to prevent those threats from becoming reality uh, will actually do something about it, unlike um, this past Wednesday, which gives you a hint as to um, when I'm recording this. Anyway, um, it, it, yeah, that depends. Like I said, uh, this all depends on, uh, well, a lot that I don't have much control over other than doing my best to advocate and share my voice. But I am i am not the person in charge, um, unfortunately. No, I don't. I really, I, I would not be queen for all the world, um, to quote Shakespeare. Um, anyway, today we have another Homeric hymn, number 30, dedicated to Earth, mother of all. Um, as usual, I'm working from the excellent Susan Shelmerdine translation. Um, I'm really going to miss, <laughs> going to miss working from her. I, I really wish that she, she had more published. Um, anyway, back to him, him 30. Uh, this one is stylistically different than most of the collection of poems that we call the Homeric hymns. Um, the next two we'll cover um, will also have some similarities in style to this one, um, but these three kind of stand out like they um, might have been, I don't know, separate or added later or I, who knows. Um, this tells us absolutely nothing though on when or where hymn 30 might have been written. Um, it is a bit longer than a lot of what we've covered of late. You know, we've had a lot of these like five, seven lines. Um, this one's 19, so it's still not long, but it's, it's long enough to, to have some meat on its bones. Um, a bit still short that it will not take me long to summarize though. Uh, the poet begins by stating their intention to sing of the earth, mother of all. Uh, she is the oldest of the gods and nothing would exist without her. And then the poet goes into detail on what all of those things are before describing how you can tell those the goddess has blessed. Um, these men have excellent harvests um, and they're good rulers and their women are beautiful and they're healthy, wealthy, and wise. Um, no, wait, that last part was Benjamin Franklin. Um, they're healthy and wealthy, at least. Nothing about wisdom. <laughs> um, their children are happy, and they sing, and they dance, and flower-filled fields. And that's how you can tell those who are honored by the earth. Um, and with that, the poet says farewell to the goddess, the wife of Uranos, um, which is the first time we get a name for any god, but not the not the earth. Anyway, um, the wife of Uranus, the sky. And then they ask um, for at least a few of those blessings described and promise to sing another song to the earth in the future. Um, it's interesting that the goddess is never called by the name of Gaia. The only name that we get is Uranus, um, her husband. Um, but clearly, I mean, clearly the poem is about Gaia. Um, and it's also interesting to note how omnipotent Gaia seems to be. Uh, there is no good thing on earth that is not attributed to her. She is the mother of all that is good. Um, 
Which makes me wonder about the bad things. So, with Gaia's blessing, men are good rulers. So, are there men who are bad rulers because Gaia didn't bless them? Um, and and if she didn't bless them, why? Uh, what's the reason? Is it simply because they didn't perform the right sacrifices? Is that what's been going on in the world? Have we been forgetting to sacrifice to Gaia and, and we wouldn't be in some of these messes that we're in if we just kept sacrificing to, to the mother of all, to the earth? Um, or is it just because? I mean, we know that Greek gods tend to be kind of pissy sort of bunch. I mean, they like, I'm just, I'm just having a bad day. So I'm going to smite somebody. Is it, is, is it that? I mean, the poet doesn't go into detail. The poet only speaks of the good, which I, you know, I suppose if you're trying to keep, keep a God happy, then you, you really want to focus on, oh, but you're the best. Kind of like when we saw with Zeus, you know, the, he's the better than all the rest. Right. Um, Except for Gaia, clearly it, different poet obviously <laughs> um but but so so it, you know we see benevolent we see omnipotence she's all-powerful but we do not see um omnibenevolence she's not all good and kind um it, it, she is an omnipotent goddess from whence all things come but not necessarily omnibenevolent so does the bad come from her or is it just because she's too busy looking at other other people and saying oh i'm giving my blessings on you oh wait sorry i forgot about you over there but if you're the earth oh yeah but it is also another interesting thing to note about this hymn is that gaia is not only not called gaia just earth mother of all she's not personified um She's not described at all in any sort of physical terms, which is what we typically see in in these hymns, that at least we get some sense of of God in human form. Um, not Gaia. She's just the earth. Um, so what exactly are we supposed to think of um, of the goddess? What are, what are we supposed to think of her? Um, what's her personality? What does she what does she look like? And I, I, I pictured Tafiti at the end of Moana as I as I wrote that because you know okay so that's she simultaneously got this human form but she's all all earth she's all island is is that what Gaia is um, or or maybe something else altogether and and this is a difficulty with both Gaia and Uranus is trying to picture them. How do you picture a goddess that represents the entire earth or a god that represents the entire sky? What what do they look like other than the earth and the sky? So what do you what do you think about today's hymn? About about Gaia as a benevolent being or possibly a malevolent being? Um, pop over to the blog and share your thoughts. It's at triumvirclio.school.blog. The URL and maybe a link are in the show notes. Find me on Patreon as triumvirclio. That URL is also in the show notes. On Monday, we will read Euripides' Phoenician Women. Talk to you then. You can join the discussion of this and everything covered in this podcast by following the link in my show notes. And if you're enjoying what you've heard so far, please consider supporting the show with a monthly donation of your choosing, just like public radio. 
And please also consider giving a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice so that more people can discover the fun that is Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization.